I'm not sure why, but for the past little while, I've got kombucha on my mind. Kombucha this, kombucha that. I haven't even been drinking it recently. Oh, maybe that's why. As I always say, your body will tell you when it needs something. Maybe I just need some kombucha. In this podcast, I'll be covering what it is and why it's a good idea to try it. There are two types of kombucha, one that everyone is buzzing about and one that isn't. The kombucha that comes from Japan is a drink made of the sea veggie, kombu. In English, this translates to kelp. Cha in Japanese means tea, so kombucha literally means kombu tea or kelp tea. Sounds gross. Word on the street is that it's really, really slimy. Sadly enough, I'd probably be nutritionisty enough to try it. Although the idea of seaweed in a tea sounds super healthy with its high mineral content and alkalinizing properties, this is not the one that's getting all the hype. The kombucha I'll be focusing on is a fermented tea that is said to have its origins from Russia. Fermentation basically means that the drink is made of a bunch of bacteria and yeast. And you thought seaweed tea was gross. Seriously though, in recent times, the popularity of bacteria foods have increased when we think of things like yogurt or miso soup or even probiotic supplements. You can find kombucha in health food stores and often in raw foods restaurants, vegan restaurants, and or vegetarian restaurants. I've seen it sold as bottled teas in the refrigerated section as well as in tea bags. The bottled versions are sometimes carbonated and taste tangy. The tea bags I've purchased taste like regular tea. Because kombucha is loaded with friendly bacteria, you can expect the same sort of health benefits you'd get from consuming other probiotic foods. This podcast could have been called Praise for Probiotics and still would have worked, but kombucha is such a fun word to say. The way it works in the gut is that if you have a high population of healthy bacteria in there, there's little space for bad bacteria and bad yeasts to live and thrive. One of the issues I see a lot in practice is the overgrowth of a yeast called Candida albicans. Having this can make you feel like you've got no energy, you might have a history of jock itch, and or a white-coated tongue. These are just some examples. There is a debate amongst holistic nutritionists with respect to the Candida diet. Some who say consuming probiotic foods is good, and some who say it's bad. My point of view is a resounding yes to eating probiotics because I subscribe to the thinking that it helps crowd out the bad yeast. My candida diet also often includes an antimicrobial herb like oregano oil, which not only kills candida, but also bacteria. So you'd want to be replenishing the supply of good guys with kombucha and other bacteria-filled foods like yogurt, kefir, miso, kimchi, etc. Other nutritionists adhere to a candida diet, which disallows fermented foods because the alcohols released from a fermentation process can encourage the growth of yeasts. Admittedly, it does depend on individual cases, so it may also be introduced at different times of a protocol for different individuals. But that's just my thinking. Research probiotics for yourself and see what resonates with you. Other benefits of probiotics, and thus kombucha, include support for the immune system because they stimulate antibodies in some cases and encourages the activities of phagocytes in other cases, depending on the type of bacteria consumed. Probiotics also influence lymphocyte and natural killer cell functions, so it's all around making the immune system work more efficiently. 
The healthy bacteria in kombucha also help digestion. They break down foods that the rest of your body can't, like inulin fiber. At the risk of sounding like I'm going off topic again, I wanted to elaborate on the influence of probiotics on digestion. People reporting sensitivities to dairy can often consume ultra-fermented kefir because the good bacteria in it have partially digested the allergenic components to make it easier on your body, so they really do help. Finally, kombucha contains glucuronic acid, which helps detoxify the liver. This could be good or bad. It's good in the long run because it cleanses and purifies the body. If you're really toxic to begin with, however, you might experience short-term flare-ups as toxins are removed from the body. For example, if you don't sweat regularly or if you've eaten years worth of junk food and your body hasn't had the means of eliminating this junk, using a detoxifier may quote-unquote help the process along by excreting toxins through the skin and an acne flare-up may be something you'd experience. Headaches or fatigue are other common detox symptoms. These reactions should be short-lived but can obviously be uncomfortable or undesired. The best course of action is to not overdo it with the kombucha and or other liver detoxifiers. That's all for now. My name is Judy Trin, homeopath and holistic nutritionist, and you can find me at www.judyshome.ca. Thanks for listening.